As if we didn't get enough in part one, here is part two of the documentary Surviving Our Killing. I didn't believe those sluts in part one, and I especially don't believe these lying sluts in part two. I think there are a bunch of scorned, pumped, and dumped sluts who are trying to seek fame and fortune and compensation after being pumped and dumped by our killing and they are possibly extorting trying to extort our Kelly in our Kelly's estate I don't believe these hoes and and I got this information from the dailybeast.com and one of the most eye-opening revelations in part two of surviving R. Kelly. Part two is R. Kelly's alleged intimidation of his accusers. For example, on the night of December 4th, 2019, shortly after surviving R. Kelly's New York premiere was shut down due to a phone-in threat, R. Kelly's accuser, Faith Rogers, who is really doing the most to try to get the spotlight. And I see that she has gotten some breast implants. I guess that's from profiting from part one of Surviving R. Kelly. She looks a mess. She sounds a mess. And I'm trying to ask, what did she survive? Getting dick down? And she's accusing him, allegedly accusing him, of giving her herpes. Number one, you got to prove that the herpes came from R. Kelly. He didn't force dick down her vagina. And she's got to prove that the herpes came from him. And she should be somewhere trying to medicate those bumps, those sores, those blisters, instead of trying to survive, so-called survive R. Kelly. I think she's just trying to survive being shamed. And she she admittedly lied to her parents for a whole year saying that she was hanging out with friends, but she was actually hanging out with R. Kelly and his D-I-C-K. So where is her credibility? Shot to the curb. But nevertheless, R. Kelly's accuser, Faith Rogers, says she was approached by a woman claiming to be an employee of R. Kelly's. Faith Rogers, who'd already been on the receiving end of threats from R. Kelly's camp that they'd leak nude images of her, sat down with the lady at Applebee's and told her to get lost. Moments later, she had a violent seizure and ended up in the hospital. We also hear from Tiffany Hawkins, who says she procured girls between the ages of 14 and 16 for R. Kelly to have sex with before he had sex with her when she was 15. Mind you, this is another allegation. People present allegations all the time. Where are the facts in the matter? I can't wait till this trial begins because I'm sick of these sluts. These scorned, left-behind sluts lying on our killing. Another accuser, Jim Pratt, 
a childhood friend and ex-security guard of Archelles, who calls out Archelles management and camp for being enablers, the family of Jocelyn Savage and Azrael Clary, who are still holed up in Archelles' home. How are they holed up? They are grown women living in Archelles' house voluntarily. I don't call that holed up. I hardly call that hold up. But anyway, Dominic Gardner, who alleges that R. Kelly yanked out her hair for not obeying an order to approach him at a party and that he isolated and starved her. She says, the longest I ever went by myself without food was a week and a half. It felt lonely, sad. It was like I didn't want to live anymore. It was just dark, she confesses. I don't believe Dominique either. There has been so many conflicting back and forth stories being told by her and her mom. I don't believe these hoes. Perhaps the most disturbing testimonial comes from Johanda Pace who was allegedly abused by R. Kelly for a number of years. Now, Jahonda lied, in, in my opinion, lied in part one. Now, here she is back again with these lies. Ugh, sick of the lies. He would just look for the one who's kind of off to the side, not mingling too much, she said. And he would go grab that person. And it was usually the youngest in the room. It was a different side of him I'd seen. I didn't expect him to be this monster. I didn't expect him to be this evil. I didn't expect you to be this evil either, Johanda, but here you are being evil. According to Johanda Pace, she had a suicide pact. Now, Johanda just going too far with her imagination. It's just your imagination running away with you, Johanda Pace. <laughs> Black people don't make suicide pacts, girl. Ooh, this girl been looking at too many fictional movies, right? Reading too many cartoons and such. This girl is just gone with her imagination. But anyway, Johanda says she had a suicide pact with R. Kelly. Lord have mercy. With Rob, I was part of a suicide pact with him. And if anything was to happen to him... If he was to go to jail or someone was to harm him, I was supposed to kill myself. Well, why are you still alive, Johanda? She said, tears streaming down her face. Fake alligator tears, I can imagine. When the suicide pact came about, Rob and I were in the mirror room. And he told me if he was everything to me like I say he is, then there would be no life worth living. He said, if something happens to me, now listen at this mess. If something happens to me, I want you to take these pills. Johanna just lied her ass, all right? When I was with him, I was really ready to take my own life because Rob was my everything to me. Rob was my life, she added. When the show while the show features the indicted cable news obsessed attorney Michael 
Avenatti, who represented the families of R. Kelly victims. Part two also calls out comics like Dave Chappelle and Aziz Ansari for turning R. Kelly's alleged misconduct into comedy fodder and grapples with the question of whether we should separate the art from the artist and indeed mute R. Kelly. I will never mute R. Kelly, but I will mute the lying accusers of R. Kelly. Dave Chappelle, he did not turn this alleged misconduct into comedy fodder. He just told the truth. What a funny twist. I am not familiar with the comic Aziz Ansari and what he or she said, but I'm pretty sure they did the same. What's happening here is a lot of these accusers and these sympathizers of these accusers are trying to form this pact, whereas they are trying to bully other people who oppose and don't agree with them into submission, sort of like how the LGBT community has tried to do and has succeeded in doing in a lot of cases. And if you don't agree with them, they try to demonize you and make it seem like you're not sympathetic and you're just shaming the victims and all of this kind of stuff. First of all, are you a really are you are you really a victim or are you an extortionist? You know, and I saw Jocelyn Savage's dad this morning, coincidentally, on Jamal Bryant's um, ministry this morning. I am a member, a recent member of Pastor Jamal Bryant's church in Atlanta. And, you know, it, it was really insulting and confusing and conflicting to see Jocelyn's dad tim standing there like he's so pitiful and he needs prayer and he needs the church and i don't i don't appreciate him trying to pimp the church and gain sympathy from the church in order to rally support for his agenda and i was just appalled when i saw and heard pastor jamal bryant you know more or less portraying this as sex trafficking and he was saying that Tim hadn't seen Jocelyn his daughter in three years because she's you know been a so-called victim of R. Kelly and you know he asked a lot of the men and other people in the church who had similar situations you know hadn't Hadn't seen their daughters and the daughters had run away to be with men to come and gather around him and pray with him and for him. And I'm like, okay, I'm not ready to join in and, and pray for Tim until Tim and other parents like Tim confess that they pimped out their children, that they were allowing their children to be with grown 
man, it's a lot of that going on. And I'm sick and tired of so many people, especially in the black community, totally ignoring the pink elephant, the big fat pink elephant, the big fat suffocating pink elephant in the room. A lot of these parents, they know that their children, their young girls especially, and why don't we hear about these young boys? I mean, we are in the climate of, you know, sexual liberation and, you know, homosexual boys and be who you are, do what you want to do. Why don't we hear about any boys running away from home to be with these men? We never hear about any boys running away, except with the exception of the Catholic Church and the priests. We never hear about any boys running away or being so-called victims of sex trafficking. Why is that? And I'm very curious about that. Isn't that interesting? It's only girls. But there are boys who are having sex with men. That's not a secret. But I'm wondering why aren't there any boys coming forward in any situation? So, um, until, you know, and Jocelyn, she had alleged that her parents had sold her to R. Kelly. I don't know if that's true or false, but once again, I'm really ready for this trial to go to court and be heard in a court of law instead of just the court of public opinion, because there's been so much information and disinformation. And it's time that we separate truth from falsities and vindicate R. Kelly because I don't believe R. Kelly did nothing wrong but fuck them hoes and left them behind and they're mad about it they're mad about being left behind they want some more R. Kelly they want some more bump and grind they want some more luxury designer clothes on their behind they want some more of them nice luxury trips and nice parties rubbing shoulders with the mother celebrities they want some more fancy dinners they want some more shopping sprees they want some more 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 they don't want they don't want it to stop the the party train the money train the sex train with our killing they don't want it to stop and maybe our killing a lot of these high profile uh celebrities and personalities alike maybe they need to have these hoes to sign some type of agreement in the beginning look this is only about dick you're only getting dick down and i'm just gonna dick you down when i get satisfied and i'm done with your ass okay and you know they don't want it to stop and then when it does stop they want to portray themselves as a victim. They want to pretend like they don't survive. What are you surviving, dick? Huh, that's not a that's not a big story to tell. That's not newsworthy. A lot of us have survived, dick, and yeah, sometimes the dick that we survive, you know, it's a ghost. Attached to the dick because you want some more of it and you miss it, but you got to let it go. Okay. 
So, I don't see these as victims. I see these as lying-ass sluts who got pumped and dumped. And now, they want to be famous for being fucked by R. Kelly and dumped on the side of the motherfucking road. I don't believe these hoes.